welcome to Church and Other Drugs. I got nothing. <laughs> What's up, suckers? This is Jay in your face, in your ear, in your earphone. Happy things. Four twenty-two in, in your auditory speaker boxes. Uh, happy four twenty-one right. to you, sir. Uh, happy International Drug Testing Day to you too. That's true. That is today, isn't it? It is. That's it very is. true. Um, it is. So. Uh, I've been noticing the behavior of raccoons lately, and it's fucking hilarious to me. So, and it mirrors drug addiction. Uh, bear with me, okay? I'll lay this out for you. So, explain, explain. Explain. So, at my work, there are. Um, uh, we live. We live. It's in the middle of the woods uh, on a bunch of acreage. So, the our dumpsters are frequently full of raccoons that all come in the morning, and they're in there. It's so is it like pon- it's like Pawnee, Indiana. Yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> they like throw trash at each other and stuff. It's, okay, got a, it. it's adorable. Um, yeah, and they always do the same thing. Is like I'll I'll slowly creep up and like I'll peek in and they like see me and they'll like look around like Can I get out? No, and then they'll just like they'll look away from me and find a corner <laughs> and they're just like If he doesn't see me, we're if I can't see him, then we're good. And so like each of them will pick a corner and just turn their back to me. And just That's so there. funny. It's so cute. It's just like I, I can still see you. Like like one of my I caught today, and he like literally like dropped what was in his hand, looked at me, and just like buried his face, like just like an, like an ostrich. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, they're, they're I always fresh. have to like stick a tree a tree limb in there because I guess they get stuck in. They'll there. eat your face off too. I know. Like, I'm. It, I have to keep that in mind because I'm so close to to. Because I can reach out and pet them. Do what, not touch them. I'm not Do gonna. Not touch. You're gonna get like herpes rabies, like the herpes, the herp rabies, uh, the rahabies, the rahabies, something named Whatever. after the whore that helped out the people in the Bible. That's right. Maybe that's, that's right. where. Maybe that's where herpes came from. <laughs> was oh Rahab? God. She. Def- <laughs> <laughs> just, moving on. Moving on. I'm just, I'm just on. kidding, Rahab. You're cool. Um, um, so I listened to your 420 uh, episode today. Oh yeah. Uh, so the whole time when I make episodes like that, I'm gauging in my head how mad you're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I was like out it? doing work and I laughed like pretty much the whole time out loud to myself. I, did, I thought it was very very funny. Um, but I think it's what's even funnier is the turn that we're gonna take with this episode. Like we're really swinging the pendulum here. Yes. Yes. Well, that's, yeah. you know, I like, uh, I like the bait and switch. I'm an extremist. You know, you've got to <laughs> laugh to avoid crying. That's um, true. That's true. I do want to give a, uh, a, a quick shout out. Um, I won't do it by name cause I don't, I don't have the permission yet, but so we went to my, um, alumni crawfish boil. They have it at the treatment center. I got sober at every year. It's oh, huge. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I was sitting there. And this lady walks up to me and like puts her arm on my shoulder and then just like sits down right next to me. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then she's looking at me and long story short, um, she like gave me a big hug and she, she was trying not to cry. And she was like, she, uh, had reached out to us before. Um, and, uh, 
Oh, a, a tragedy had happened in her life and she found our podcast right after that and she said it really helped her through it and she recognized and came up and said hey and it was like whoa that's really very good. cool yeah it was yeah. very like humbling so yeah. shout out to you you know who you are that we i really appreciated that and i'm glad we're uh, like real tough we can get real for can i get real for a second get, get real get really get real can i get real um that we talk about like you know having fun and like we get some really great guests on here and stuff and like but that uh, us being able to help just a handful of people that have reached out to us is for real for bro the reason i keep doing this right it's like yeah. for like uh, like real bro like real talk hashtag real talk yeah it's easy to forget and uh yeah so that that was super cool and uh i definitely needed that and i guess like so I, i've been you know, going through my getting off my depression meds lately. So like my God <laughs> communication has been really weird, I guess, because my yeah. brain is, is moving back. But <laughs> I haven't stopped praying or anything. It just feels kind of one sided. So I've been praying super hard. And then yesterday, so this happened today. But yesterday I was having a bad day and my friend calls me and he's like, hey, um, I got volunteered to bring a meeting to a treatment center. Do you want to come? And I was like, Fucking no, I don't want to go, but like, <laughs> but I had to. All my whole life at treatment center. Yes, dude, I just gotten home from work, so I was like, no, I don't. No, go. I but don't. Am I yeah. gonna go? Yes, you asshole. Like, I have to. Right. Um, right. And then, of course, you know, it turned out great. I'm um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know. So appreciate that, God. Appreciate. I see what you're doing. I see what you did there. <sighs> For real, man. It, there's a lot of um. Yeah, it's been a testing time. My um, my transmission blew out, so I had to get that rebuilt. That sucks. Join our Patreon. Join our Patreon. Unrelated, uh, Patreon.com/slash/churchonthedrugs. <laughs> um, yeah, my my credit card information got stolen, which that was just a. I really was like. Again, uh, join our Patreon. Join our Patreon. Th- that one was more. I really, I was like, so that's what it feels like. Oh, that uh, sucks, dude. I did that to so many people, dude. That was my thing was right. identity theft. That's so, how I felt. That's how I felt when my car got broken into in Atlanta. Right. I was like, well, I mean, like, how mad I can, can I get? Be, really, dude. The insurance is gonna cover it. Like, I, how yeah. mad can I be? Not, I, yeah, I yeah, can't. yeah. So, it was a, it was a good experience, you know. I mean, yeah. I say it was a good experience. It wasn't a great experience, but I get it. So perspective, no, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, perspective. There we go, perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, when all that stuff happens, you know, something good is usually around the corner, and it seems to be. It seems to be. Uh, I'm going to for our friend Adam's birthday. Adam, who is a recent listener, what's up, Adam? Took you long enough. What's up, Adam? We're yes. going to uh, welcome to Rockville in Jacksonville, Florida, next week for his birthday, which is a show with like. Oh, cool. uh, Billy Idol and Queens of the Stone Age and Oh, that'll be dope. It's Just a lot of Billy butt, it's a lot of butt rock bands too though, like fucking uh, Breaking Benjamin and Avenged Sevenfold and oh, Ozzy Osbourne. It's a huge lineup. So Under Oath, it'll be fun. Under Oath always puts on a good show. Yeah, it, it'll be. And fun. I don't even listen to them like that, but they're fun. they're always fun. Right. It, I'll have fun. Yeah, for uh, sure. Well, yeah. Well, uh, without further ado. Um, we've got Melanie and Seth Studley from Anatomy of Marriage. Uh, this was one I was looking forward to for a long time. Great, great interview. Great Mostly interview. because of me. Yes. Great mm. people. Um, That's right. 
John is actually on this interview. Hey! Whoa, so let's get to that. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother You can't have one without the other Love and marriage, love and marriage It's an institute you can't disparage Ask the local gentry And they will say it's elementary Try, try, try to separate right, so them how y'all doing? It's an illusion Doing pretty good 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 today I helped a guy out of a ditch Like literally 20 minutes ago I came home and he was in the ditch I was like, hey man, I got a chain you need to pull out So I oh, okay. pulled him out of the ditch And I'm like, hey, hey, for this I, I didn't know who was <laughs> so, But we got him, we got him I didn't know if it was like literally a man laying in a ditch, or I, I didn't think of a car at first, and I was like, "Oh, that's that poor very, fellow. Uh, yeah, and, you know, that's a very southern expression too. So it could have really meant anything. Exactly. Oh, that's okay, right? right? Really got me out of the ditch the other night. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah. Thank you yeah, for having glad us. To be here. Really um, appreciate it. Yeah, so I'm Jed, and that's John. I don't know if it says above our names, but just in case, that is who we are. Um, oh, there's a slight delay. My bad. Um, so, yeah, so me and John were talking. So we first heard your podcast. It was when I, I just got married. Uh, oh, God, get the date right. October 10th. Um, and <laughs> 2015 and mm-hmm. so it was kind of just around that time and john was going through how long you been married john seven years in march and um my wife and i were going i mean we very came very close to not making it through um mm-hmm. that period of time and it was so interesting that you guys dropped your podcast like right at that time um and it was a huge help to me my wife i think listened to a couple um, episodes of you guys, but it was a huge help to me understanding um, relationships. And for me, I have a ton of family of origin, weird stuff. And um, mm-hmm. just to walk through that. And, and I think to know that um, I'm not alone in like the shitty marriage category, right? Like that marriages can get <laughs> right. shitty and then they don't have to be shitty forever too. was like really, was really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's our goal in life. Let everyone know you can have a shitty marriage just like ours. Right. <laughs> well, that's what, like, when I was getting married, it's so funny how many, maybe I got maybe, you know, a handful of, oh, congratulations. And I got so many more, like, what are you doing? Like, do you understand what wow. getting married is? It's horrible. <laughs> oh, well, bombs away. I guess. And that's the hard thing, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's when, when I was, when we were engaged. I think that I probably got more like, oh my gosh, really already? Are you sure about this? Yeah. And it was <laughs> it was very discouraging. Well, and, and not on, helpful. On the day of our wedding, his dad told him, like, oh, yeah. you don't have to do this. You can walk away. You don't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's um, so okay. reassuring, pops. Thank you. <laughs> and, no. and really, it was like, I think I've cussed at my dad probably. Well. I, at, at that point, maybe one time before, since then, there's been a lot more. <laughs> but I was like, 
what the hell are you saying? What are you talking about? Because literally, we were about to go on walk down the walk aisle the, to the thing. And I was like, oh my oh goodness, my this is nuts. So, That's I, yeah. I, my mom told me the same thing like two weeks ago. Because see, me and um, my wife have a her sobriety dates a week beforehand so like we were heroin addicts together so like that's usually number one thing in recovery is like you know change everything don't date you know don't marry into uh you know the addiction but it did not work out that way so my mom up until i think two weeks before was like now it's you know it's just it's not too late you know you can still think Mm -hmm. if you're having you know ideas of backing out just it's okay to wait i was like mom right yeah it is way too late for that <laughs> Way too late for that. You, you know, you were talking about family of origin stuff, uh, and there's a lot of correlation between family of origin and addiction. So, what kind of family of origin addicts, if any, did you guys have in your family? Well, did you grow I up mean, around that? That's a big question to ask them to divulge that information. So, maybe. Oh, no, no, I mean, no, no. Oh, no. We but... literally have been divulging for 69 episodes okay. like, probably way <laughs> too much so we are open books yeah no okay. for me okay. uh, well for both of us our parents our um parents aren't addicts right um mm-hmm. my i have pretty sure grandparents on both sides have really bad drinking problems um and, and then you know kind of scattered throughout my family but i i was i grew up like white middle class next to the country club, like super, um, great childhood. And I just happened mm-hmm. into, uh, well, I think I was born that way, but, um, kind of stumbled into drug addiction and alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we found each other. We were, we started using together in middle school and then separated and found each other 20 years later and both got sober, but same, I've had my parents on the show and because they were my, they were super, super um, Jesus freak people in college, and like never smoked cigarettes, and never drank wine. Because my dad's family, that's where all the alcoholism was. My mom's was Southern mm-hmm. Baptist, so we think it's there, but or it was there, but everyone just says like great grandpa died. You know, it wasn't oh, because right, like right. he drank himself to death, but that's you know, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. My mm-hmm. weird family of origin stuff is more like. Um, I'm pretty sure my mother is clinically narcissistic and like, so, and there came a lot of like weird family codependencies and weird drama and weird, you know, mother son relationships that, that kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, that happened and I had to process and didn't realize what was going on until I got married. Right. And so I had to work all of that stuff and, um, and it was weird with my wife and all that. So, um, you guys, again, you guys, podcast is a huge help just to kind of realize like, Hey, I'm not alone, right? I'm not a super weirdo, and it's totally yeah. fine to to work through all this stuff. And yeah, mm-hmm. my wife and I didn't know it, but I thought um, both our parents have like my parents have been married for thirty something years. Uh, same with hers, but I didn't, I didn't. Hers are remarried, and I never realized it, but she was getting more nervous the closer it came. And I was like, "Well, what's the deal?" And it came out that like she was really terrified of like uh the divorce thing because that runs in Mm -hmm. in her family and that like never really crossed my mind and i was like oh Mm -hmm. well that's an interesting thing i haven't dealt with and especially nowadays where the 
the oddities staying together, it seems like. That's probably a generalization, but it's definitely more mm-hmm. common to just, you know, pack up and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's tons of shame, too, in staying together mm-hmm. now. It's like the new, um, like, it's the opposite of what used to be divorce shame. It's mm-hmm. like stick, sticking right. it out, staying together is now the shameful thing to do. Oh, right. Like, you know? you're, you're not, not strong happy. enough to leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, or, let, you're, you're being you're walked not, on or whatever. You're not a, you're not a self <laughs> person if you were you wouldn't stay with yeah you know whoever yeah. Mm, that's a good point yeah interesting. and there are lots of people too that aren't getting married out of that same sort of family of origin fear of divorce people just like date forever and they're like well yes. both my parents are both of our parents were divorced so why would we even get married it's mm-hmm. like the, the marriage and act in in and of itself will like somehow magically mean that they will end up getting divorced and so well statistically yeah. that is the case yeah. and with the, the 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 current trend well not the current trend but the current data is like really 50 percent of marriages end in divorce so you either <laughs> you either will or you won't which is which is really crazy and then of course if, if your parents are divorced that increases your likelihood mm-hmm. of divorce we're is, bringing the mm. podcast down real fast sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> that's okay nobody get married it sucks <laughs> yeah, but, but it's like and that's and I've somehow so I'm a I'm a um, a substance abuse counselor at an adolescent treatment center, but somehow lately I've been the default person in my group of friends that I'm helping a couple friends with marriage trouble right now, and it's like it's it's different dealing with maybe it's not different. I don't know. It's like what what do you even think is the criteria for how do you know? if sticking it out no matter what is the right thing to do or not, especially when things are involved, like um, if your spouse continues to drink um, abusively and like, you're not down with that. Is there like an X amount of years you put up with it? Do you stick with them to the end? Are there certain things that are, and of course I'm not looking for a answer, but what do you think about those things? Yeah. uh, We can't change anybody, but ourselves, you know, and as a, as a, I'm sure you guys have gone through many enough uh, AA or, or NA classes to, to understand that. And I think that, yeah, I mean, there's there's not a right or wrong answer even. I would say if there's physical abuse and massive verbal abuse, that's that's definitely a huge red flag. If there's kids involved, then I would say fight the best you can for that. There's no There's no amount of time, like... Okay, six to twelve months, and if things don't change, boom, mm-hmm. you're out of there. Uh, I just that's a really, that's a hard one. That's yeah, hard. I had a really weird idea about it, but what I what I was just thinking because we've had that question asked to us, yeah, that's um, so through I can emails. To y'all's specific relationship too yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and the way that I look at it, and this is maybe sort of an intervention that couples could do, is it's like there's got to be a willingness element there. So mm-hmm. Seth and I were both willing to like own our crap, mm. to walk through and sort out our like emotional garbage and figure it out together. So there was that totally both of us willing to work on it. Right. That I think is the key. If one person yeah. wants to change, but the other one is like, you're crazy. I don't know why you want me to be different. Blah blah blah. blah. There, that could go on for ten years. But how okay, long, so, you know, so, like you don't. How long was but, it for y'all? Because like, was that the case that both of y'all were willing? Yeah, we both the were whole, willing. We were, we were both willing. Some some of those nights over two years or whatever, 
one of us would be like, "F this." By one and, of us, he means me. <laughs> well, no, I, I think I. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But yeah, I, I guess you know what you're probably right. Yeah, I mean there <laughs> were. Well, well, but but in that in that there was always. Uh, either a minuscule amount of hope on my part or her part. And what yeah, the, okay. what you said really made me think of motivational interviewing and yeah. a person's readiness for change. Mm-hmm. Are they in the con- contemplative stage or are they not even anything? And that is the main question. Say if I have a, an, an, an abu- a verbally abusive wife who just gets drunk every single night and she has no in, no interest in changing no she's not going to stop her addiction anytime soon and she doesn't care about the marriage yeah it's important to draw boundaries around that because over a sustained amount of time if she's still feeling like do what you want i'm fine i have zero interest in salvaging this marriage then i would take a real assessment and if if someone if we're you know one of us has a drinking problem or a drug problem we're like, yeah, I need help, and I want to stay married to you, but they're continuing to do the same thing over and over and over. I think that is a sign where, okay, we need to try something different. Mm-hmm. We can't try the same things to solve the same problem over and over and over. We're going to draw different boundaries. We're both going to get counseling. We're going to make sure that the non-addicted person is doing all they can for their self-care, for their self-help. And and when I said earlier, you, you put in kids in the mix – that's a whole different, yeah. a whole different story. Well, and the thing that I was going to say really quickly is that the I think I think that as a society and in our relationships, what we need to be do what we need to do to create healthy spaces is open our doors more to help. And I when I say open our doors, I literally mean like let people into your home that are going to speak good things, like counselors and therapists and friends and community members that you know and love at your church or whatever. Um, Because that is, I think, if we can allow help to come into our home and not just, not just go to an office and sit down and talk with a therapist and like, Mm. you know, be a blowhard in the therapist's office and be like, yeah, I'm going to change all these things and then go back home and be a total ass. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. We need to bring our therapy into our homes. And I think that if we could do that culturally and let that be more acceptable Mm -hmm. as a thing that marriages do, then it would probably make that process clearer for people. You would Mm -hmm. see in a better and a more clear way like the trajectory of people's hearts and where they are in it. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, I think it makes sense by way of you actually have to become involved in things. You have to participate. Build community around that and you're not just going to an office. You're not just saying, Oh yeah, well I'll I'll try to stop drinking or I'll I'll be a better husband or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like you really actively and intentionally gotta be doing working the steps or whatever, whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. every single day. How much, so you, especially you being a marriage and family therapist, how important to you and how much do you take into account the biblical and like specific Christian ideas of marriage? Mm, zero. No, that's not true. <laughs> I, I, I used zero to. to uh, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, that is, it is honestly true. No, it's not. Seth is goofy. Well, how he about gets this? all jaded about what? stuff, well, I just and he's don't like, "Don't know who to believe here, folks." I mean, yeah. 
The, believe the professional, please. So he will say <laughs> that those things don't really matter, but then like we pray together, and that's spiritual. I well, mean, no, yeah. so that okay. Let's break down your question. Like biblical roles for manhood, biblical roles for no for okay. women. I guess I can give a, a more specific. In the example I'm kind of talking about, um, with my friend was having trouble with. Um, there were a sober couple. His wife went back out and, and is dealing with a bunch of stuff with that. He w- is very committed to divorce, not even being on the table because he wants to. He's tra- he really is, really, really and truly trying to do seeking God in the situation. And like, I believe that I need to stay married. Divorce is just not even an issue. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, because the and then it's like, well, what does the Bible even really say about that specific situation? Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind I, of the question I'm. Yeah, the first thing that I think of, and this is going to sound might sound super trippy or weird, um, but when you say like people go and they want to see what the Bible says about like what does God say about marriage and whatever, that's great. But why don't you <laughs> seek the God within your spouse? That sounds super trippy, but like if I can look at Seth and be like, and that's exactly what happened with us. That was actually the light bulb moment for me. To like realize, oh, I should stop being a total bitch to my husband because I am not seeking the God in him whatsoever. Mm. I'm just trying to feed the God in myself. Like, how could he do this to me? He destroyed me. He's a jerk to me. And then I realized like, oh, wait, Seth is valuable. I'm being that way to him by Mm. not loving him and seeing that his apology and his all of that, all of those things were like good things that he did, and I'm throwing them away because I'm only looking to serve to serve the God in myself mm-hmm. and not the God in my husband. And I think that because God is in us, and it, it talks in the Bible, but people get all weirded out when we talk about that concept. Right. But like, if I can look at Seth as being, I mean, if I can sort of reorient what I think of as going to the Bible for that knowledge and. I think the only danger that happens when you start saying, oh, divorce is off the table, is what's your goal then? Is your goal to not get divorced right. or is your goal to create a mm-hmm. really amazing marriage? Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Like, well, we didn't get divorced, but point. we're hating Yeah, we're hating life. I have we, really, we really good points. <laughs> <laughs> so, but to go back to your question, as a as a therapist and you're a CD counselor or substance use disorder counselor, if a if a client or a kid brings something to you and says, "Oh, I'm Jehovah's Witness," or "I'm Mormon," or "I'm nothing," atheist, you're not going to be like, "Oh, well, let me tell you about this," you know, blah blah. You're, you're going to take what they're bringing, right? So I have a number of uber Christian clients, and if they want to talk that way, that's that's 100% fine. The majority of my clients are spiritual and they're not like reading the Bible or, or any other book all the time. But if they did, that would be a point of conversation. Um, personally, I'm still kind of jacked up from going to Mars Hill for 10 years. And I like when you say, well, what does the Bible say? I think, oh, man, um, and yeah, I'll, guy, I'll be, I'll be honest yeah, with let, you. Let it fly, I, my friend. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not in a, I'm, I'm, I think that, the Bible is much more, uh, I don't even know the word, much more flawed and not as important as we think. <laughs> <laughs> I love right. it. Right, you, you, heard it here, you heard it here, 
heard it here man, first, but hey, Seth Studley, right? Unimportant. <laughs> no, no, there's there's got to be a ton of context around that, but I think that. Like, I, think, I will edit for sure. Then the <laughs> editing will come into play. Have our guest of Christian marriage Kelsey. podcast, <laughs> right? Uh, in, in context, yeah. I I believe that it, it's been a blessing that our church got destroyed and blew up, and everything has been questioned because there's been a lot of growth from that for 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 us personally, for me individually, and for thousands of other people that attended that church. And I believe now that so many things are gray and we want things to be black and white in marriage divorce not divorce sex three times a week sex not three times a week but you said this but i meant that mm-hmm. we want it to be black and white and i think historically christianity has really taken the bible and said well marriage is this way and it is this way mm-hmm. and psalms xyz says who knows what and it's very black and white but i'm just here to tell you like after seeing hundreds of clients and doing just living life things are much more gray mm-hmm. than we make them out to be yeah well right? and and i think the bible or or church teaches us black and white is right so your your girlfriend is going to be a holy virgin and the first time that you have sex there's going to be like stars and lights that will glow and like they teach you this weird stupid stuff that isn't true and so what ends up happening is as you walk through that you realize oh gray like basically everything is gray right but the teach doesn't the church doesn't teach us how to handle the gray mm-hmm. they ha- right. you can have black you can have white you can have good or you can have bad but what about when a good person is bad mm-hmm. what about when a yeah. good person does a bad thing you're, what do you do then you're like, in or you're out yeah kind of thing and whatever sure that's riddled with my own opinion but it is my experience and quite frankly being able to sit in the gray for I don't know, probably three to four years, maybe going on five years now, I feel much more laid back, much more actually closer to God, you know, and we haven't, we haven't gone, and this is a tangent, but whatever, we haven't gone to church in probably, hmm, I don't know, three years or so, and we're, we're 100% a-okay with that. Do we still pray? Yeah. Do we still? We are growing horns, though. That's the weird yeah. part. <laughs> I was going to say, I can hear the, 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 the click-clack yeah. of cloven hoof back there. <laughs> hoof. Uh, it's getting a little warm over here. Are you casting a spell on me? Please stop it. <laughs> no, it, no see, it's complicated. Speaking, and right. and you're, you're speaking John's language right here. And this, and this is my, sure. like, I'm still... Really, I guess since this podcast, it's, it's been a well, not just this podcast, but the past few years um, has been my unraveling, and I'm slowly getting there. But I still carry so much guilt. And I was doing a a, um, a moral inventory thing the other day, and I, I realized that I'm still afraid of going to hell. That's still a driving fear in my life subconsciously um, that I just don't know how to shake, and I'm just so scared of. Like you said, black and white of getting it wrong. I still consider like if I stop going to church, then like blessings will stop. Or if I sin, then like bad things will happen in my life and that I get punished directly. And I have a lot of Mm. really toxic faith ideas bouncing around my head. And it just comes from just being, you know, that's just how I am. Yeah. So John's smiling because he's 
living in this freedom of the gray that I just can't seem to, to let go. He ain't into. scared of hell. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not, not, I don't even believe in hell, matter of fact. But um, so, so I found huge um, peace and joy and serenity, um, just like inner contentment with not knowing what the fuck is going on, right? And just accepting that I'm going to walk through life and learn and change and grow as I go. Right. And that's, that's in my daily, that's work, that's friends, that's the house church that I go to. And that's certainly my marriage too. Right. And so, um, I've had to grow and change as a husband to stay married. Right. And I've had to like, let go of my preconceived notions of what a marriage should be. And, um, and it's been just freedom. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, one of the things that makes me think of, I don't know why I thought of this, but you're talking about heaven and hell. And it's like, I've lived in the gray for a really long time. I grew up around Seattle. And so it's like, you know, weird, like hippies, weirdos. But um, so the th- I've never really cared about heaven and hell. I just, it doesn't scare me. Um, But the thing that that made me think when you were saying that is, you know, we don't, if if heaven or hell exists, we don't know. But right now we're here. Why don't we think of instead of like, going to the Bible, being afraid of heaven and hell, why don't we make heaven or hell? Like I can make mm-hmm. my relationship with Seth be wonderful and divine and good, or I can make it hell. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> I wish that look could have been translated. I know, right? I know that was <laughs> it, like, I feel like I need to go apologize to my wife and I didn't even do anything. <laughs> that was That's good. Funny. That was good. So the the idea and being in the gray and about hell or not or all these things, one thing that has just blown my brains out and it's been so helpful. And I talk to my clients about it all the time. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but it's that idea. And I don't know where it is in the Bible. It's maybe a psalm or something, but it's that, that one line, be still and know that I'm God, right? And then you just take away a word from it every time be still and know be still and know that i am be still and know and then be still and then you come down to that very last one be and i'm like holy shit all i have to do is is be i have to i have to be i don't have to be black and white i don't have to do this i don't have to do that i just have to be Mm -hmm. a person that God created me to be. And it's just that, I mean, I, I think of that daily and it, it, it's very helpful for me and it, it's been helpful to clients, but it's, I got to be so simple. I know it's, re- it's, well, it's really hard too. It is. Cause I've got the, yeah, like I'm good. I'm good there for about like, I was good right then. And now I'm like, and of course now they're thinking, well, I mean, there's much more than that. You gotta, you know, I gotta do a lot more. <laughs> how, how can I just think about it? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I'm getting there, and I'm I'm doing a lot of change in my life. I just stop, I'm getting off my psychiatric medication, so I'm trying to get um, a lot of changes going on right yeah. now, and because and that's part of it. Because I would, um, I know he, I know, I know he, I know Joey talks about the, the religiosity and scrupulosity. Like that's very much what, and John can attest, very much what I deal with. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and especially it's it's it comes into play with well because I kind of grew up um, in treatment centers, rehabs. I went to lots and lots of them for ten years, and so 
in my formulative years, I was in therapy and, and a very specific brand of therapy wherein um, if I do not do certain things, I'm going to get back on drugs and I'm going to die. So it's, it's kind of like I still have that mentality. I realize in a lot of areas of my life of this fear of consequence of if I'm not constantly self-appraising, if I'm not constantly self-aware and Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, it's exhausting. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> super yeah. exhausting. So the, yeah. be, the be still thing is, I uh, will definitely be taking that one away. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just think about it. But what if we were to reframe the, the, uh, the, the merit based kind of therapy that you went through and, and I know with, with a lot of people, maybe yourself included, drugs can be heaven or hell. They can be death or life. Right. And if you, yep. if you fuck up once, once, Language. When you mess up once, <laughs> you, that that could be it, right? That's that's lights out. Yep. Right. So what if you what if you reframe that from the, the constant like, okay, well I, I got to do this, I got to do this today, this today, and I'm hearing just a lot of intentionality around mm-hmm. that, right? So what what if I wanted to change completely my diet and work out twice a day? Well, guess what? I'm going to think about it for for I don't know a, a week or two to make sure that all my my Things are in place, and then I'm going to have a set date. Okay, come Monday morning, this is I'm I'm starting it, and I'm going to do the stuff I need to do the night before to be intentional to set myself up for success and put little reminders. The people around me are know they know that I'm going to change my diet, and they know that I'm going to work out, and that's just being intentional. You know, you know what I'm saying. So what I, that just the idea of reframing came up for mm-hmm. for, for you, me, yeah. me listening to you talk. Well, and it, it speaks to the same thing we were talking about yeah. earlier with the idea of um, are you trying to not get a divorce or are you trying to have a good marriage, right? It's that same thing of like, um, are you are you searching to serve the God within you in a good way, right? Like drugs are going to hurt you. Drugs are going to or, or any addiction, is this sure. going to ruin your relationships? Is it going to make things harder or worse in the long run? Um, and so sort of thinking of ourselves as a little bit holier than we are taught to think of ourselves, if that makes mm. any sense. And yeah, because... and in that same way, like what you would eat good food and healthy food and work out and do whatever. I mean, whatever the thing is you're talking about. But mm-hmm. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, yeah, because initially uh, the the automatic bristle is like, god and yourself like you're not god only jesus is god like yes like that is yeah. the, uh but it's but yeah it's very true and it, that's there's a lot of weird self-deprecation in, in christianity I, you know it goes back to like i might as well be flagellating myself at night like right get what you're saying. doing what you're just farting all the time <laughs> don't, don't come in mom i'm flagellating <laughs> yeah i mean it, what's weird too about that idea is it it just sits so well in that like living in the gray space because when and i, I don't know what someone said that made me think of this we tend to try to want to label what we're thinking and what we're feeling and what kind of things we believe in we want to say well i believe in this so and i i don't know that any of that matters i don't know that saying what you believe matters whatsoever if you're not living in a way that sort of walks out that belief I think and it matters to other people that, and if you believe <laughs> that god is in you and you believe that god is in others 
then you're going to treat others well. You're mm-hmm. not going, and, and that, and the yeah. first thing that comes to my mind with that is you're not going to other. You're not going to, ooh, that person isn't like me. I will be less respectful or I will call them bad names or flip them a bird when I'm driving. Like that stuff starts to fall away. Mm-hmm. You start to accept more. You start to realize we're all from the same place. And that's one of the things that actually I came to realize when I had our first kid. I like birthed this child and was like, oh, everyone used to be a baby. What? Yeah, everyone had their <laughs> Like my brain just yeah. was like, oh, we're all the same. What? Yeah. And so there's an element of that that I think if we can just stop worrying about like who, who the Bible says is important or not or what, what our church thinks matters and doesn't, and just start seeing God in everyone mm-hmm. and the gray in everything. And you can love people who are bad. You can love people who are good. People who are bad can love you. Like, just, yeah. I don't know. Well, just think about, um, I'm not trying not to say um all the time. <laughs> think about Imago Day, right? Uh-huh. This total, like, Christianese, and I have never seen that anywhere else except in church. But what does that mean? That means God within, right? No, it's God's image. Image, image of God. God. Image of God, right? And so none of us know what it really means. We're just <laughs> 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 We're all I, shaking you know, our heads. They're like, yeah, 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 sure, great. Don't Imago, what now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the image, image of God, and if God created us as humans, then there's fingerprints of God in us, right? And in every living thing, because if all things are are created and God breathed. There's part of God in those things, which this sounds trippy it's and meta. It's the image of God. That's right. what it means. This may sound trippy and meta, but uh, over the last five years, I've really been thinking about this, and it can change an individual's point of view to 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 see like what you are saying. I'm not different from this guy or that lady or this person. Whatever whatever they believe, there's that common thread that we all have as humans. If we could just be normal and love people and be yeah. accepting that sounds so whatever but it it really is true yeah no it's, and we find, it's true yeah we find that a lot in the marriage space too where it's like people are, are trying to come to us and say oh but i've i've experienced x y and z i should be bad right mm-hmm. and they're wanting us to be like i'm bad because i'm divorced or i'm bad because of right. this thing and we're like no mm-hmm. you're not bad you're a human you know, and I don't know. There's a lot of that that we right. sort of see, but mm-hmm. I don't know. So what? Um, as as we're kind of getting to the end, I want to give you all a chance to um talk about an anatomy of marriage, since it has done such good in our lives. So I want to make sure it gets out there. So what's what's been your experience in reception with that? It's been a lot of fun to to create the podcast. It's been hard at times. <laughs> We can, which is funny. We should make an, a bonus episode or something about that. Just talking about talking about the podcast. <laughs> First of all, I'm glad that it's really helpful for y'all. We love to hear stories yeah. of how it's been helpful, how it's maybe even not been helpful, why people listen and stuff. And we're creating the podcast because we wish that when we were going through all the shit we were going through, we wish we had a resource like this. Yeah. And so what is, what is the saying? Mother necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want a podcast that we like to listen to that we find helpful. And we use the interventions all the time. Yeah. We, we, we use the clearing structure all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like comical that we, <laughs> we are not good at marriage. Like we're just trying, right. we're figuring this out with everybody. Yeah. And so, uh, but I yeah. think that's the realness part. Uh, 
and the interesting part is I don't want people to think that just because we have a podcast or whatever. When I was growing up, I used to look at preachers this way. Like, oh, they know what they're doing. They got it going on. And I just thought I could never be that way. Our podcast is not something that I want people to think of in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, 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 we still have fights. We still have this. I wish we did this more or that less or, or whatever. It's just. What do you do? What do you wish we did more? What do you think? <laughs> that he does that he'll he'll like leave out the one word you know he's gonna say but he'll just say i wish we did this more and maybe this less i, I <laughs> just meant, say what it is i meant cuddling Calm. there we go yes <laughs> right. right yes very good very good we're good because but, women don't yeah, like, like sex, what as we all know yeah that's right <laughs> It's right. terrible. Right. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a stereotype as I speak. See, well, no. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. What about you? What What do you What do you like about the podcast? I like everything about it, uh, except that it's and hard it's, to make. Uh, it's stronger I, marriages, huh? right? I think I called it anatomy oh, of marriage. You still, stronger marriages. Now it is anatomy. Now it's anatomy. Okay, yeah, so right. that we did we rebranded, so it was stronger marriages in the beginning, and now it's anatomy of marriage, which is confusing to people. But yeah. um, no, I absolutely love it, and my favorite part now is the feedback. Like when we started the podcast, I didn't think at all about people reaching out to us or saying, Oh, this thing helped our marriage. So when that started happening, it was like, this is the best thing. And I want to do this for the rest of my life. Cause the feedback is amazing. Being able to be in community and relationship with other mm-hmm. married couples and helping them and talk and learning from them. Right. Nothing is better than that for me. Yeah. So. Not, you're not saying the feedback like, Oh, we just like positive feedback. She's talking about like the, commu- the, community the community building yeah. aspect around that. Like, Hey, we're going through this and we yeah. can say, are you kidding? We went through that two years ago mm-hmm. or this right. is a, piece of wisdom that I have that I learned from a book or or a different marriage or whatever. We really like that community aspect and the building relationship around it. Um, Yeah. It's just good. Yeah, that's what what we've encountered too. It's like, oh, okay, so the internet is not all bad. Like, I have found (laughs) something that is building relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it it is like... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. Oh, shucks. Um, so what? Is, what's the future? So what's next? Uh, Just... We have like 10,000 ideas, but okay. I would love, I would love, love. We're going to continue the podcast, mm-hmm. but I want to have events and um, like marriage. I want to do a premarital courses and stuff like that, but like awesome. really good ones that are fun and mm-hmm. realistic and are funny and challenging because I feel like a lot of the marriage stuff that's out there and I'm not trying to diss on anybody, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the marriage stuff that's out there is like from this place of perfection and we have it all together and everything's really tidy and clean and you know, no one has dysfunction and that's, it's just not realistic. And so Mm -hmm. I would, I really want to start making new like workbooks and events and yeah. things yeah. with churches would be a huge I would love to do something with churches. Sorry, our neighbor is walking by <laughs> with her dog. It's totally distracting us out there. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the dream. We we love to travel. We love to be out there. We love to do conferences and stuff like that. So we align ourselves with other like minded mm-hmm. progressive groups. If it's churches, that's great. Mm-hmm. If it's not, that's fine too. To where we have speaking events at conferences where we may be in in addition to other featured people 
Seth and Melanie from Anatomy of Marriage, and then do a Q and A afterwards. Meet with couple couples afterwards in in the United States and abroad. I want to do stickers. I want to do T-shirts. I want to continue mm-hmm. the podcast. I would love to do bonus episodes for the podcast, where it's just her and I talking and talking with guys like you or, or different people. What else? We uh, we'd love to write a book. We just have a lot of ideas yeah. for it, and we really don't we don't make any money off of it right now. So we would like to get paid and pay other people who are part who who are volunteering their time mm-hmm. to to be part of our yeah. team and to pay the team. And I, I have a goal of being the number one marriage podcast on iTunes, and that's just not like oh we're the coolest thing. Is I want to be the number one marriage resource yeah. for for right, people yeah. who yeah who look like us, talk like us think like us and that will only be a small group of people but if we're the number one in that in that genre then then that's that's great that's what i want to go for i just want people to feel like they're not alone i want actual tangible doable resources and tools Mm -hmm. for people and that really is like uh the biggest thing for me is i think that a lot of times people with a lot of money get the tools and they get Mm -hmm. the resources and they get the attention and time and those aren't always the people who need it the most and Mm -hmm. so i have a heart like we need to just give this stuff away and help people all over and um so yeah that's that's a long answer yeah (laughs) and y'all y'all have definitely been requested of kevin mang and kenan kofke i think y'all know kenan yeah oh yeah Yeah. we work with so yep yeah we've definitely gotten um y'all are definitely making a difference out there so it's it's very cool it's very cool so we appreciate it yeah thank you wife appreciates it that's very much (laughs) how come she doesn't listen though i'm a little bit weirded out no she doesn't she doesn't but she doesn't doesn't we can barely get them to listen to all yeah to ours (laughs) yeah right it's nothing personal yeah 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 where where are you guys located did i see a south carolina sticker on your shirt that you're Mm -hmm. wearing Jed. Yeah, so yeah. we're oh, from South Carolina. Jed's in Lafayette now. I'm in Charleston. Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you hang out with Joey then? I do, yeah. I actually ran into Priscilla today at Starbucks. Lucky. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, smoking yeah. hot babe. We'll be in Charleston. <laughs> we're going there this summer. Yeah, uh, August. Okay. No, cool. no, no, August. no, not August. July. July, I mean. <laughs> yeah, sure July. Yeah. 20... July twentieth to to the twenty fifth will be in Folly Beach. That's what we're saying, Folly okay. Beach. Cool, and oh, it will cool. be my birthday. Just a heads Happy up, birthday. my birthday. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I got to, buy uh, me something then. <laughs> Joey, Joey and I do house church together. So awesome. We're in that group. So I'm sure we'll we'll run into y'all, which is yeah, which will be fun. That's yeah. awesome. That'd be, that'd be yeah, cool. the the big uh, bit of resentment I have is that I introduced John to Bad Christian and everything, and then he calls me one day and he's like. Oh, so good. I'm hanging out with Joey now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, man. You said Lafayette, Georgia? Lafayette, Louisiana. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, we. I, think... I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, right. Or right. Easley, really, if you know where that is. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's not far from where we're yeah. all from. Well, from the, the Emory guys. Easley. Yeah, that's like out near Clemson. We're just in Greenville. Yep. Greer. Yeah. All mm-hmm. my family were Clemson folks. And then I moved to... Louisiana in 2005 to go to rehab and my dad was like you'll just be here six months son and then you know now it's 2018 so go figure (laughs) thanks pop you really (laughs) got me on that one that's crazy but yeah well Well, right on thanks for stopping by for sure yeah thank you for having us yeah nothing but the truth oh so help me god I wasn't cheating on you 
strategic with when i press record so john was just telling me how he's got the bubble guts and he's got to go poo poo and uh, i managed to (laughs) grab him right when he said for real that shit's about to blow up uh so we gotta hurry up with this one so john doesn't rupture his spleen um you tricky tricky i I do that too so i think i'm i mean i actually i know that i'm mildly lactose intolerant but i absolutely refuse to stop well we've been eating really really well so that's it. I mean, that's why it's not because like, but we're just been drinking almond milk instead of like putting dairy in our coffee and everything. But so we had friends come over who got this like, uh, well, oh, let's call it hipster ice cream. It's like everything's super uber fresh and organic, and they have like mm. it's like pistachio and dill weed. It's got flavor. the name of the cow on it from yeah, the milk exactly, came from. exactly. And it's like <laughs> this cow gave its permission to be right, milked. And here's its hoof print. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was really good, like exceptionally good ice cream. But um cool, dude. It's my good. messing with you. Yeah. That gut. Yeah. I, if you're not used to it, ice cream will wreck you, bro. I I don't even really like ice cream. I don't like sweets. Really? I mm-hmm. I like ice cream, but it really sucks. I'm feeling my age that I, I can't eat stuff like that anymore without feeling like absolute trash. I have to eat well, dude. It's like when we turned 30, man. Everything's for real went downhill. Well, like, if I don't eat right, I feel like fucking garbage. I have pizza, and I feel like trash the complete next day. A whole next it. day. Ugh. I, don't, I refuse to believe, though, that, that that's happening. So just, well, it's all, and so it's like Kaylee got me in such a good groove of – because, you know, she was – I'm super lazy, so when she's in town, she got into routine of cooking. And then, like, when she goes out of town, like – I just the first night it's like oh well wife's out of town little Caesars and shit right dude right and then I'm yeah I that's that's the hardest habit for me to break in my life right now oh yeah well and like not only physically but like emotionally the next day too if I like binge for a day or two oh god really like depression yeah just like sluggish and like is I get the fuck it's really bad like just well, fuck see, this fuck my life like i don't want to do shit i just want to eat watch netflix and eat more garbage that's the yeah. thing isn't that crazy well i've been i've been i guess you can call it i don't know if it's stress eating but i've been 
and I'm once again I'll pin it on you know my brain resetting, but my cravings just overall just this this just this like craving for something to satisfy me is like through mm. the roof right now, dude. So it's just like yeah. You're uncomfortable, so you're fine. Trying Super to uncomfortable. Um, Jed, you need to find. You tell your me to go to a meeting. I'll slap you in the. You face. need to find your comfort in our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's true. Amen. That is true. I've been really bad on my phone lately too, dude. Like, oh, dude, the phone's bad. I've gotten bad on the phone again. I'm real bad uh, on the phone. I got bad on I, online shopping for a minute too. I'm running um, social media accounts for client, and it's like. Dude, I, it a, got me back on it, dude, and I'm just I know. like stuck. I'm, I'm about to. Yeah. I, I'm trying to congregation. If y'all know anybody, any experts in that field, please email us churchandotherdrugs.com. Who we want to talk to them? I really do want to interview them. A because phone it's addiction, but B yeah. because I need help. <laughs> this is my cry <laughs> for help. All right, you know, this is my on-air intervention. I need help, but yeah. what am I willing to do? Yeah. Not much yet. No. I don't think because I could get a dumb phone. I guess that's the solution. I I mean I did so well for a while there, and then it's like I had it's bullshit. It sucks you back in, dude. Yeah, it does. Sucks you back in. Yeah. Well. Yep. I'm gonna go All right. junk food. <laughs> I'm, I'm I think the... so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shoot us an email: churchnotherdrugs at gmail dot com. Find us on Twitter at. Capital C O lowercase their drug Patreon Patreon okay. we we have those fire bonus episodes really I save all of my best jokes for the bonus episodes I have I it's say. true they're good yeah and I'm about to release a uh, interview I did on an upcoming um, another podcast so y'all get to hear that first mm-hmm. and Patreon. yeah and I, I love y'all so that's I love, it. I love you guys too um, and up. please you know. If if I've changed your life, feel free to email me, please. I would love to know that. <laughs> Only for the better, though. Like if something I said made you stumble, then just keep that to yourself. Okay, <laughs> that's for private prayer time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.